0: Hey everyone, welcome to JoJo's World. Why, good morning and good afternoon. And good afternoon, good evening and good night. This has been JoJo's World, I'm Liam Messmith reporting from scenic JoJo's World. And I'm Nick Ballantyne, the other one of the co-hosts, coming to you live high in the sky in the Beemobile. mobile It's a big bee. It's a big bee, it flies around, it's much like a certain boss in It Takes Two, the game about horrible people getting divorced. <laughs> And you're stuck in the middle. Nick, um, it's yeah. been two weeks or three weeks since we last recorded an episode of Jojo's World. In that time, I have pretty much exclusively played Elden Ring. <laughs> this is uh, the real reason we took time off, was yes. for you to just try and get it no, into No, I had a rent inspection and I had no. to work and blah, blah, blah. No, I um, crucially, yes. I have encountered the Dung Eater. <gasps> what?! He's pretty loathsome, but he hasn't really done anything for me yet. What? You never told me this! I thought you were gonna tell me the instant you... What? Okay, hang on, I need to know. Does he eat dung to attack? Uh, he, I've never not seen him do any attacks. I've just encountered him in a safe space, and he's like, It's a good thing this is a safe space, or I'd kill you and defile your corpse. (laughs) It's a good thing this is a safe space, or someone would judge me for eating all this dung here. (laughs) These snowflakes can't (laughs) handle when someone judges them for eating human shit. (laughs) You know, when I was young, they called me the Dung Cuck. But here, no one calls me that. It's actually pretty alright. Nick, this is Jojo's World, our Jojo's Bizarre Adventure recap and discussion podcast where we are recapping and discussing season, or part six, Stone Ocean, episode eight, Foo Fighters. Uh, technically it was called FF for possible legal reasons. (laughs) Legally distinct from Foo Fighters. This episode uh, covers chapters 624 through 627 of the Jojo's Bizarre Adventure manga. Cool. Yeah. Um... It's the second half of a stand battle in which we fought a horrible little guy in the ocean and had a bit of an Among Us situation. Mm, and we all were like, but what's the thing that's in the thing? And, and then we found out. Yeah, so this time we found out. Nick, <laughs> we're also low-key obsessed with Final Fantasy Origin: Stranger of Paradise here at Jojo's World that we've not played any of it nor seen any of the non-trailer content. Well, no, we have seen that bit where all the three dudes meet. The three amigos meet at the start, and it's like, our crystals, they draw each ourselves to each other. Huh. I'm here to kill chaos. Yeah, I'm also here to do that. Me too. Let's go kill chaos. <laughs> and then it fades to a black screen that says, the three heroes tried to meet the king, but they couldn't. So they... They were sent The king's counsellor to... sent them to fight several infamous monsters. And then the black... Th- Rather than fading into the heroes doing that like you might expect, it fades into another black screen. Several weeks later, we return to them having completed their quest. <laughs> it was just like, could we not have done that? Could we not have fought the infamous... No, they're m- not important. They're not infamous enough to actually play. <laughs> hey, you know who's also not infamous enough to play? Our patrons. Our patrons. They're pretty infamous in my mind. They are quite infamous. Their Their presence weighs heavy on my soul, like so much chaos. And... Which I need to kill. Since last time when I accidentally let slip but that was the last shout-out, we've had something of a minor deluge Great. of new people who are like, I Gotta get in on this. I can get a shout-out. So. Remember, if we release one episode without any shout-outs, we're ending the podcast. <laughs> That's right. You heard it here first. Either you fund it or we kill it. It's an essential part of the podcast structure where we read a name out, say thank you, then ramble aimlessly for three to five minutes. <laughs> And the person who we'll be rambling about this time is... Spencer Blake. Spencer Blake. Private investigator reporting for duty. I'm here to kill chaos. Hmm. That's what I'm here to do as well. Oh, great. Let's take the case. They went to take the case with the king. But (laughs) But the king didn't want to hear from them. However, the king's counsellor gave them three important... uh, Three infamous private eye cases to handle. They labelled them codenames Spen-Sir- and Blake. We rejoined them, having completed these cases. <laughs> <laughs> I see you've completed Spencer and Blake. Yes, thank you. Not a problem, lord. I thought that was going to be way more disturbing than it came out nah, as, but no, it was literally it just, just nothing. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, thanks, Spencer. So, Nick. Yes. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. It's a real thing. It is, it exists. Yeah, it's-, it's by it's... Hirohiko Araki and the fine folk at David Production. Mm, material- uh, tangible sure okay uh it it's uh it, it lives in linear time although really uh in the age of streamed content mm. most media isn't tangible is it what do you mean you got to buy dvds to 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 if you want to watch something whenever you want because i'll just take it off the streaming services mm, that is true you're basically just subscribing to your favorite tv shows not even to your favorite tv shows to your favorite tv channels oh terrible Hate it. Uh, bring back piracy. That's what I say. (laughs) You know, if there's one thing that I enjoy, it's going onto my favourite pirate bay or uh, a kick-ass torrent or... Hi, I'm (laughs) kick-ass (laughs) torrent. I don't know what other fucking things there are. Millennials need to relearn how to torrent. (laughs) Man, you know what? Back in the days, we seeded our torrents, you know? And now it's just all these fucking leeches being like, Oh, oh, but but I want I want the content, please. Millennials are so interested in seeding torrents when really they should be more interested in open source seeding, software. seeding plants and giving them a torrent of water mm. to combat climate change and food deserts. God, I fucking hate those kids who aren't willing to fight climate change. Nick Jojo's bizarre adventure are foo fighters. Ironically, a weird metaphor for climate change. But go on. What did you think about this one? Weird. Very weird. Very unsettling. A lot of good poses in this episode in the Jolene department. Mm, indeed. A lot of like... Dramatically foot... opening doors and stepping into things. A lot of one foot forward. Mm. Oh, you think I'm some useless fuck? Oh, you're approaching me? Yeah, I am. I'm Jolene. What What the fuck did you think I was going to do? Just sit here? And you're like, oh God. A lot of thread as well. As you like, might expect. Bit. Yeah. Um, But a bit, bit of a strange episode. Very big like parasite or it's one of those ones with pacing yeah. that we, we we most often see sort of towards the end of an arc where um because we're being we, ha- we are being struck by the episode commodity mm. uh w- we need to wrap up a fight in the first half of the episode and the second half of the episode is just kind of epilogue or moving into the next one Mm-hmm. Did we wrap it up in the first half? Yeah, because uh, as soon as they won the fight, it's it cut to that um, interstitial, the heart with the thread staying, saying JoJo's Bizarre Adventure swooping over it. Oh. Oh, there you go. There you go. There you go. Never question me. <laughs> it didn't feel like, oh, okay. Nick, you are the poster boy for being the protagonist of Final Fantasy Origin Stranger of Paradise because <laughs> I can say things to you like, will you do that or will you probably just forget me when I'm gone? Look, I don't remember what. <laughs> uh... <laughs> We watched the trailer for that game before starting the podcast today and it's just full of people being like Will you forget me? You're my first love, I'll always remember you, unless I forget You know, that's a thing you, te- you said to me once was It's a it's a privilege to forget, you know, it's an honour to forget Jack, let me forget Jack. you Jack Garland What the fuck kind of name is Jack it's Garland? It's such a protagonist name It's such a fucking like yeah, so we've got the name Jack. That'll appeal to the uh, the mid-twenties white kids in the audience that live in America. But we need a good last name. What's Ireland? Jack, uh, sorry, I almost called you Jack. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, when did the name Sid start appearing in Final Fantasies? I suspect in the second one. Why? Um, well, you couldn't have it in the first one because obviously Jack was in the first one. Uh, but the second one, you know, that's as good as time as any to have Sid, right? Sure, or maybe eight. Was Sidon eight? Don't at me. <laughs> um, at me. At milk. I don't juice know on what Twitter. eight is. I know seven. Eight. I know ten. Eight is gun sword. No, seven is gun sword, isn't no, it? No, no, seven is cloud who has big Buster. Doesn't he sword. have a keyblade? Not a keyblade, a gunblade. <laughs> no, no. Okay, so one is get Squeenix out of bankruptcy. Two is oh, we made another one. Three is like what if there was love. Four, four is six. Four is six. Five is like well we we got to make a fifth one which is the one with Kefka Palazzo. I'm getting to that. Okay, Uh, is that eight? Hang on, six. Six is the best one. Which one's that? Uh, That's is that that four? It's no no no. Four is six. Okay, but six six is the one with the girl with the green hair that starts off with them committing genocide in a village, and then she's all like, "Oh, I forgot everything." Am I a bad person? And then you eventually get a skyship. She ship forgot and... everything. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Just like four. Just like six. Jack Garland. <laughs> um, then seven is Cloud, we, Tifa, We know Cloud. Barrett. All remade. The all planet's dying Cloud. Yeah. Just like in real life. Sephiroth's all like, Meteor! And then everyone's like, Meteor? Uh, eight is Gunsword. Aerith hits that guy with a chair. Which guy? It's kind of a memeable moment in the remake. Oh, okay, alright. Um, eight is Gunsword. Best magic system. Is that Kefka? Who's Kefka? Evil clown who takes over the world. Hmm. How good are the graphics? (laughs) I don't think good. It could be eight. It could also be nine. It's probably not I think it's earlier. Earlier? Kefka Palazzo. Six. Oh, is that six? Yeah. Oh, shit. I should know that. Which is four. No, no, no. Four is six. (laughs) Okay. Six is the best one. Okay. Yeah. There is literally no doubt in my mind, and no one will ever convince me otherwise that six is not the nine best. Nine is nine is you're a cat boy, oh, um, I didn't you know got, that one. or a monkey boy, or something, and you got like a. Is a it like ten. Journey to the West? Uh, it's like everyone has trauma. Whoopsie Daisy. Ten is Blitzball. T das. Uh, ten oh, two Titus. is the best one. Uh, no, ten two is it's got dress spheres, Therefore, it's the best <laughs> one. <laughs> Well 102 is well we saved the world time well, what to do sing we do now song. At uh, 103 the book or, or the book that was meant to lead into 103 which was never released mm. does of course feature the newly revived Titus um mm. whose name ironically is not Titus even though he is just time memory wave thing. The newly revived Titus Titus uh, mm-hmm. angrily kicking what he thinks is a blitz ball on the beach but it's a landmine and blowing himself up. Oh, Tidus. And dying. Oh, Tidus. <laughs> um, 11 was is an MMO? lightning? No, no, no. Lightning is 13. Okay. 11, I thought is was that an MMO. Squall? MMR. Is 11 Squall? Who the fuck is Squall? Oh, he's Cloud. He's Cloud again. <laughs> Maybe? Is 11 the one with the tiny boy that, that lives in a guy's afro? No, that's thirteen. Okay. Because Tiny... <laughs> is this good listening? Yeah, of course it is. We're JoJo's Bizarre Adventure <laughs> podcast. 12, I think, is the other MMO. Oh, 12 must be the MMO, which means 11 must be the one. No, because 10's the one with the guy who's, like, dead, but not dead. Yeah. Yeah. We know about 10. It's got Sin. It's got uh, Prejudice. <laughs> um, it's It's got Waka. It's got Blitzball. Oh, Waka, you beautiful bastard. It's got Lulu. Bastard. And then 13 is Lightning, because um, they do... It's 13-2, like a... Lightning Returns. Yeah, and they, they do a big heist in a in a train at the start, and it's like, wow, dang, it's got real time now. Okay. Um, and then and 14, 14 is, is the MMO. MMO um, free trial and <laughs> available forever and first expansion, Heavensward. Yep. Uh, and then 15 boy is bands. the boy band. Who the, the opening is just like, wow, you bought this game? Wow, you must be a real fucking loser. Push this car. You're like, oh, Yeah, okay. sure. Uh, and then 16. To be continued. It's coming. Well, this has been... Uh... JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. JoJo's Well. Final Fantasy Stranger of Paradise Chaos. Kingdom. We arts. hate chaos. Um <laughs> And where does the mana series come into this? You mean the secrets Ooh, of mana? Secret manor? of mana, sword of, of mana, legend of mana. Well, that's like um that's a sub-Final Fantasy that lives within our And what fans. about Final Fantasy Mystic Quest for the Super Nintendo Entertainment System? The hell and is Final that? Final Fantasy Tactics and Final Fantasy Tactics oh, Advance the, and, ta- Final fantasy that's, Tactics that's, the, and Final the, Fantasy Tactics Advance and Final Fantasy Dirge of Cerberus. Oh my god, I can't even think how many Final Fantasies there are now. Nick, yes. let's talk about this goddamn episode of anime. We open, as we always must, on the... Uh, it's the, um, the... The before, previously It's on. the argument phase of the game of Mafia they're all playing. <laughs> it's that bit in Werewolf where you think to yourself, now hang on a minute, what if you're the werewolf? And then someone's like, sounds like a real fucking werewolf thing to say because they're the werewolf. What if I'm the werewolf? You are absolutely never the werewolf. I have never played a game of werewolf I actually get with you. really stressed in those games when I'm the one who's meant to be keeping the secret. I really enjoy it if I'm not. If I get to be a detective, yeah. <laughs> but if I'm supposed to lie to my friends, I get really stressed. Are you one of those people that you? Because okay, I'm gonna give away my tick today. This is my genuine, actual tick. Mm-hmm. All right, this is not a this is not a joke. This is me telling you. So when you see me do this, you'll be like, you fucking liar. I will either smirk uncontrollably <laughs> or like laugh and try to play it off as me telling a joke. Ah. Every time we have played poker and I get a good hand, I immediately smile. And then someone's like, fuck off, Nick. I'm like, no, (laughs) no. You smile and you quietly say to yourself, oh, that's a nice hand. (laughs) Ah, well, well, well. And everyone's like, well, what? Nothing. Oh, I sure do have the makings of a royal flush here. (laughs) What did you say, Nick? Nothing. (laughs) Hmm. I wonder if I exchange this one king of hearts. My favorite thing in poker, in movies, um, is when they, um... They're trying. To, the movie is trying to communicate to you that this person is really good at gambling or poker specifically. Yeah. Uh, but the way they do that, the shorthand they choose to do that is to just give the guy a royal flush. Like that doesn't mean he's good at it. It just means he got dealt the best hand. Yeah, but he's good at gambling. That's how you know. <laughs> what would be a really good way? This sounds really dumb, but a the really way good way. The way you wife. show someone is good at poker is you do Jojo's Bizarre Adventure Part Three: Darby the Gambler. <laughs> and you have Jotaro never look at his cards. Yeah, I know how to win. It's like, does he? Does he know or like how to that win? That guy in that John Boy's uh poker video, the gut which we've talked about on the podcast before, where the guy just he's a professional poker player mm. and he just like babbles, but he like mentalists people until he pretty consistently guesses exactly what's oh, in their Oh yeah, 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 is this the guy who um he literally for the entire time is like, you know, so I went to uh, yeah, the Bahamas sm- last year. You're looking year. pretty smug there. What you got there? Is that, is that a jack? Two, two, two jack? King, a king, and two, king and a jack? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. And then like by the end of it, he's literally like, so what do you got? Uh, jack of hearts and uh, two of diamonds. And then the guy's like, I fold. Fuck them. you. <laughs> There's also that one guy who literally was like, he had a two and an eight. And he was like, looks at the other guy, looks at his cards, looks at the other guy, looks at his cards, looks at the other guy. All in. Yeah. Well, there's also that other guy who did the Jota remove, where he just wasn't looking at his cards and was going all in, (laughs) so no one could read him, uh, and they just. Well, the commentators went really well for him because people were being risk averse. Yeah, I could imagine like if you went into a poker tournament and you were like, "So, uh, I'm just gonna go all in every round," Mm -hmm. someone would be like, "Yeah, I'm gonna go all in as well because I'm pretty sure I beat you with this hand." And you say, "But what if you don't?" Yeah, but. I already have two kings. Look, man. Let's skip through this kind of mafia game thing a bit because it doesn't go in. It doesn't really matter in the. Yeah. Uh, but basically, we get told like, the answer pretty quickly. I punched, I remember last week when I punched one, uh, punched the, the plankton monster, one of them almost collapsed, and her nose is bleeding. Oh, yeah? Well, her hand is bleeding because she punched me. Anyway, so they start accusing each other, and then it's like, but she punched me. See, look at the blood on her hand. It's like, oh, there's blood on her hand. Yeah, but she's a bitch. And then um... Jolene just punches the blackhead one out with her stand. Which keep in mind, if uh, if this person was innocent, they would not have been able to see the stand. Yep. Uh, so they just like fall to the yep. ground. Jolene's it. She's pulling a classic JoJo protagonist move where she's decided the puzzle is too hard. She's just gonna beat them all up. Like that's the only surefire way of doing it. And it turns out she was right too because it turns out they're all the bad guy. That's right. It wasn't just one of them. It was. Well, it was just one of them, but the other two were kind of like hosts to this weird liquidy. So what happens goop. is the um the tan-skinned sporty one, um, that bastard. with the weird round tan lines on her face. Ah, oh, I knew it. <laughs> she um is the monster, mm-hmm. uh, and when the other two went and checked out the shed during the the search, mm-hmm. she killed them and infested their bodies with black goop, and thus is using them as hosts, like some kind of parasite to control yeah. and control, And they're all talking together like one of them says the first half of a sentence and then the other finishes the other one's sandwich um, where it's like we never thought that you would survive the attack. We wanted to pick you off in the water one by one but who would have guessed she had a thread ability? Then the um, the tan one like rips her face in half and is like I made this skin suit out of those two guys that died in last episode's cold open. And at this point I was like, what the fuck is going on? And the other two are just like, black ooze is pouring out of their mouths and eyes. They're getting very dehydrated. All the moisture's leaving from their body, So they're just turning into like these brown corpses. Yeah, Like bone is just like, just clinging to the dried flesh on them now. So it rips the skin suit in half and there's a, uh, there's a stand robot in there. Yeah, so we've got... I'm getting sort of mummy, uh, pharaoh vibes from it see that yeah it's got a very tall long head mm-hmm. um two discs either side of it which are of course the stand discs and we see them shoot into its head in a little bit and its whole thing is it wants to protect these discs because it's the discs give it intellect and ability is the phrase they keep using mm, which is weird that it has two but... well it's a mind disc and a stand disc right yeah but it's weird how like two came out of jotaro hmm but like it's not like so so it basically explains that it is like, not... It doesn't have a stand user, per se, because its stand Because is it's itself. a sentient colony of plankton. Hmm. It's gained a perfect prescience of, sure. of the world around it. Sapience. Oh, that's the word. <laughs> it's gained perfect sapience of the world around uh, it. Well, the man that we learn at the end of this episode, his name Poochie, mm-hmm. came to it and was like, put your hand in this box. And I was all like, how dare you use the voice on me. That was a good reference. That was a good reference. I don't really know enough about Dune for the voice. All right, take two. Ready? Okay, here we go. God's sake, don't. This is my moment. Okay, don't blow this for me, man. Yeah, I put my hand in the box. And I'm all like, how dare you use the voice on me? (laughs) Better. Now keep going with the podcast, quiz boy. (laughs) Slowly pull the gun out. I'm here to... (laughs) Hang on, I got this. You can thread this needle. I just don't know enough about Dune, I can't. Okay, do you want Gom Jabbar? Do you want Kwisatz Haderach? Who's the fat guy? Oh, the Baron Harkonnen? I'm here to kill Harkonnen. That's everyone. Yeah, but it's also Jack Garland. Oh, fuck. <laughs> My name is uh, Jack Harkonnen. Jack Atreides. Jack Atreides fights off against Chaos Harkonnen. Ah, you see, I'm a dark elf. And the Tell about- me about the spikes. <laughs> Amazing. Anyway, uh, yeah, you should all look into this video game because otherwise you won't get our references. Uh, the most JoJo's World thing we've ever said. So, uh, the thing is like, uh, the a bit, f- Pale Snake's discs gave me ability and intellect and I will protect them at any cost because it is my duty to eliminate those who approach the storage shed. So it's just this mindless freak that's it's, like, well, It's not protect... mindless, it's minded. Oh, sorry, it's a mindful freak. Yeah. That is like practice mindfulness. It's like, I gotta protect the discs and make sure we're all doing okay. Jolene gets real poetic here, quote, It must be using the water in the bodies of its victims to move on land and guard the shed. It stays on land by dividing and multiplying. However, as a car needs gasoline, it needs water to live. Ooh, like a sonnet. So we need to keep the creature out of the water and kill it. But Jolene, how can a tiny flea-like thing talk? And it's like, I'm Foo Fighters. Call me by my name. Foo Fighters. So let's talk about Foo Fighters. Foo Fighters, the band, or Foo Fighters, the stand? We'll start with the stand, then we'll get to the band. Alrighty. It's a real band versus stand dichotomy that we encounter here so often on JoJo's World. Well, first off, the stand. The stand. The JoJo Valley commentary. Tell me more. It looks more like a mutant or a space alien than a microscopic organism. That design might be an alternate version of Hierophant Green. I just tried to draw something insectoid or reptilian. It looks like a chameleon. Does it? Does it look like a chameleon? It looks like a chameleon. I don't know if it looks like a chameleon so much as an alien, but that's okay. Nick, Foo Fighters is the stand that is the enemy of this arc and our new best friend, Foo Fighters. (laughs) Foo Fighters. So, it's... It's a human plankton hybrid. Its favorite food is water. Weird. Yep. Um. But it's it's like it's not quite human when we say human. It's like its age is unknown, but it spends most of the story in a twenty-year-old body. Ah. Um. It's it's weird, right? Because it looks like it has big metallic bits in it that's holding it together. Well, that's that's a stand robot, right? Yeah. But it doesn't look like. Yeah. It's very weird because like its entire middle bit is just like metal, like. You know when you get those shitty robots in old films? Oh, go on. When they, they have like the limbs that are connected by the really rudimentary like round bits? Now, when you say the shitty robots in old films, do you mean like the sort of Fallout-style Protectotron robots or the sort of Lost in Space, Danger, my hooks are no, flailing no, no, no. wildly? No, I'm talking like your real Protectotron ones. Okay. Where they're like... You know, they've only got like a limited range of one of movement. those classic toy robots with yes. all the, hor- the vertical hooks for hands. Yes, exactly. And like the punchy robots. In and the- it's like a series of cubes strapped together. Uh... Yes. Why not? Yes. And they all have like little joints that make you go, Oh, he's a little robot. A real rock'em sock'em robot. Yeah, a real bionicle. Uh, we do love bionicles, don't we folks? We love the island of Matanui. We love the village of Takoro. But what we lies love behind the Toa Tahu and Toa Kapaka, uh, and a big door, and then another big door beyond that door, and the sport of. I can't remember its name. Tennis? <laughs> yep, the sport of tennis, <laughs> as, as portrayed by famous bionicle Serena Williams. <laughs> Oh man. Imagine a Bionicle playing tennis, though. <laughs> I am imagining it, and it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going, quiz boy. Nick, the Foo Fighters, or Foo Fighters, are an American rock band formed by Dave Grohl following the dissolution of Nirvana. Correct. After Nirvana was quickly uh, shot in the you know what, he. Uh, he was like... Do you think the guy from Nirvana is called Nirvana? You know, Kurt Nirvana. <laughs> You see, the thing about Kurt Nirvana is he was actually jumping off a building uh, when a man oh. on the lower floor was cleaning his shotgun. So when he shot the shotgun, he actually shot Kurt Nirvana. Yeah. But the thing you don't know is that Kurt Nirvana had loaded that shotgun mm. uh, such that when he pulled the trigger on uh, Dave Fighters... <laughs> Dave... That's a really good name, Nick. <laughs> uh, Dave Fighters would shoot his wife. Um. Uh, anyway, I think let's move yeah. on. Anyway, so basically, I know a lot about Foo Fighters because they are one of our mutual friends, Ben, formerly of my band. The Fall of Man. Um, when we were doing stuff, he was like, love Foo Fighters. (laughs) Tell me more. So, Foo Fighters was, uh, made after, you know, Nirvana just kind of like went away. Did you know that the Foo Fighters are also known as the Holy Shits? Wait, what? (laughs) Per this Wikipedia article. That does not surprise me. <laughs> Continue. Um, so basically, they like they basically continued grunge for a little bit, but with a much more rocky mainstream vibe, you know, where Nirvana was Kurt desperately trying to figure out how to create lyrics and talk in some kind of human fashion, like much like Alice in Chains, they were very grungy, very like, uh, whereas Foo Fighters is like. Like that's the that's the yep, perfect That's exactly what they sound like. Yep. And uh Dave Grohl went from drummer to guitarist. And uh he's a pretty alright dude. I think he appreciates life pretty well, so. And let's just yeah. scroll down to the scandals section of his hell Yeah, no, not really. Um Wait, does he have any scandals? I don't know, I'm not gonna bother looking because I wanna talk about Where the name Foo Fighters comes from. Is it from an aeroplane? Well, it's from some unidentified flying object sightings first reported commonly during the Second World War to describe various UFOs or mysterious aerial phenomena seen in the skies over both the European and Pacific theatres of operations. Oh, so it is about an aeroplane. Kind of. Like an enemy aeroplane that hasn't been identified yet, maybe? Maybe. Or aliens. (gasps) Or bionicles. Can Bionicles fly? I doubt Some of them, if they're from Le Coro. Ah, well, well, well. In a mission briefing on the evening of November 27, 1944, Fritz Ringwald, the unit's S2 intelligence officer, stated that Myers and Ed Schluter had sighted a red ball of fire that appeared to chase them through a variety of high-speed manoeuvres. Fritz said that Myers was extremely agitated and had a copy of a um, Smokey Stover comic strip. Uh... Tucked in his back pocket Uh, Okay It's where the term Foo Fighters Gets its name I skipped over that uh, Because of Smokey Stover's Catchphrase Where there's foo There's fire Where there's foo There's fire He pulled it out And slammed it down On Fritz's desk And said It was another one Of those fucking Foo Fighters And stormed out Of the debriefing room (laughs) According to Ringworld, because of the lack of a better name, it stuck. This was originally what the men of the 415th started calling these incidents. Fucking oh. Foo Fighters. Oh, nice. Well, I mean, not nice, but like, nice. Yeah. How weird. So why are the Foo Fighters called Foo Fighters, then? I just explained that to you. No, 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 but like... I no- literally <laughs> just finished saying where that name came from. No, no, but like, the band. Ah, oh, because they like that name, I guess. Oh, nice. <laughs> that was a real where's the turkey I, f- I forgot the turkey you what you i don't, I don't know fucking... what this bit you're doing is well there's a in the peep it's show humored in the studio today yeah in um in peep show in the peep show yeah there's <laughs> in the peep show um, the peeped show yeah there there's a bit it's the christmas episode where uh he has to get a turkey and he's like right where's the turkey he's like oh sorry i forgot the turkey he's like you what you forgot the turkey you fucking moron! You absolute fucking idiot! You had one fucking job and you've let it down! And he's like, no. Nick, you're, um, your David Mitchell voice is not quite on point, but your delivery is. Mm. Well, <laughs> you know, when I'm David Mitchell, I have to sound like this because that's all that David Mitchell sounds like, isn't it? He always not sounds quite, arrogant, but, yes. but he doesn't sound preposterous because that would be illogical. Nick, you, if I could interrupt yeah. you, our Go Foo Fighters would like to expose it to us a bit. Tell me more, Foo. Call me Foo Fighters, keeps saying. <laughs> it's really set on being called Foo Fighters. Yeah, well, it's a big fan of uh, Dave Grohl and Associated X. I was a massive fan of Nirvana, and this is a continuation of grunge, and I'm very into it. White Snake left me two things. A tractor full of discs to protect, and a CD of Foo Fighters. And Everlong is my favourite song. <laughs> An astronomer named Fred Hoyle once said it is probabilistically wrong to assume that life was born spontaneously spontaneously on Earth. Mm. The power of intellect already existed in this universe. And we're seeing like flashes, we're seeing like a big Milky Way and flashes by of like DNA helixes. Uh, Double helix. Various phenomena. Whips, chains, plants... Algae. Meaning intellect existed but long before the Big Bang. And all substances and organisms already possessed intellect. And then our boy fades in squatting on the Milky Way yeah. for some reason. And basically the other two are like, what the fuck's he talking about? Oh, just saying that he's got human-like intelligence. And Hermes is like, oh. And Jolene's like, yeah, you should get this Hermes. So it sprints off towards the shed. Uh, and they're like... Oh no, look, the other one that we fought in the water last episode is sneaking out of the water towards the dead guard to take its like a virgin into the water and explode us. You forgot, didn't you? I did forget. I completely fucking forgot. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Because they only used that name once, almost like they decided it was a bad idea. <laughs> They're just like, let's say it, and then we move on. Yeah. They henceforth call it. Bracelet, and that is all. So Hermes is like, oh, we've got to guard the guard's body because we'll die otherwise. And Jolene's like, no, you guard the guard's body. I'm getting them damn discs. And she sprints. This takes, this like two minutes of conversation. But Jolene sprints off after uh, Foo Fighters leaving Hermes to deal with the um, the sub-Foo Fighter. <gasps> she has faith. And Jolene's like, whoa. Uh. Sorry, Hermes is like, what a woman. She's nuts. So she goes into the water. Well, the, the, the sub-Foo Fighter is very slowly dragging the uh, the dead body of the guard into the uh, yeah, and Hermes is like, okay, I got to do something about this guy. I've got to do something about this guy, and it's just really dragging. She summons it. her stand in its full glory, does big punchies, uh, but it catches her fist or does it because it cuts off her arm. But then Hermes is like, huh, I am surprisingly fine, and reveals that she'd put a sticker on her own arm, and she's like, never gonna do this again because it's gonna hurt like hell, ah, uh, and takes the sticker off her arm so that she's fine and she yeah she uses that opportunity to snatch the guard up and and run away but then the thing spits water and then the goop flows onto the water and it's on top of her like oh no but they're right next to the desiccated corpses of their fellow inmates which Hermes puts a sticker on Mm -hmm. to duplicate it and then like sets it up while this thing's about to like crush her skull Uh, or or drain all her nutrients or whatever (laughs) Remember the when that, that little guy wanted to drain all of Rohan's nutrients? I thought we never forgot about the nutrients. <laughs> it follows, Liam. It follows that nutrients are good for you. Who wouldn't want nutrients? <laughs> Foo Fighters. True. Just wants water. Just, he just wants water. Um. So yeah, this corpse is all dried out, and you need water. So she removes the sticker, and the two corpses slam together, and like I guess osmosis occurs. <laughs> No, not osmosis. Why not? It's it's just that's diffusion of stuff across a differentially permeable membrane. Yeah. To absorb stuff as an amoeba. This is just absorption. Okay. Yeah. This is just <laughs> literally like, oh, there's just a bunch of stuff saturating this this husk. Hermes performs a real osmosis Jones maneuver. <laughs> osmosis Garland. <laughs> I'm here to kill. Red blood cells or whatever that movie is about. I haven't seen it. Big white blood cell. Hey, I'm here to do that too. And then just Hep C's there. I'm Uh. here to kill Bill Murray. I think that movie takes place in his body. What? What the? What movie is this? (laughs) Osmosis Jones. What? Is this a real thing? Yes, I haven't seen it though. I think it's like Chris Rock or someone. Osmosis Jones? When was it made? 2001. 2001? Wait, is it animated? Yeah. Oh, uh, now I remember it. Chris Rock, yeah. Yeah, I remember I was it right. Yeah, okay. I'm with you now. It's the uh, the film that made me realise I'm not a child Starring anymore. Starring Osmosis Jones as Osmosis Jones. And that guy. And you knew they had to get a black voice actor because he has a uh, a bit of hair here. Under- underbeard on yeah, his chin. and you just know, oh, well, you know, it's a black voice actor. It's like, yeah, but why did he... Nick, are you sure that rather instead they didn't slightly base the appearance of the character on the voice actor? No, I'm pretty sure they would have been like, okay. No, Lawrence Fishburne's in that. He's good in The Matrix and John Wick. And everything. He's good, Liam. He's good stuff. Is that William Shatner? Yep, he is also in it. But we're not here to talk about Osmosis Jones, a movie neither of us have seen. Oh, we're careful. here to talk about an episode of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure that we have seen. And care for. Uh, so yeah, all of the absorption happens and like the thing is falling apart. This is also giving me more mummy vibes because it looks like it's devolving into sand. Ah, uh, I get you now. Mm. Yeah. So it looks like, so all of the human dust, uh, very War of the World style is just like, putoof. Yeah. And then starts absorbing the you water. Know, in the you air. know what we mean when we say all of the human dust is patoof? Yeah. For the world style. Um, and so. Hermes you is- sure absorb water like a tampon. Or should I say, a drop of water in a desert? Terrible. Terrible. That's what she says. Ugh. And then she says, scram! And kicks it in half. And uh, because of all the human dust in the air, it just gets absorbed. Yep. So she picks up the guard's dead body and starts hoofing it towards the barn so that Jolene can keep running. And she does, and she opens the barn door with a big old whoomp of katakana. And uh, Fiery, passionate, protagonist katakana. Not that sinister purple katakana <laughs> we're so used to seeing. And what I love is that she not only has opened the door with her right hand, but in the time the door is now sliding open to now... She has moved her right hand to her hip to accentuate the pose. Yeah, and her uh, her, her her long coat is billowing in the breeze. Well, you need to take the classic it you prisoner open. long coat. <laughs> you know, those things that they give you on day one. No, yeah. We've talked about how they get to wear their own clothes. Still doesn't make any sense, no. but yeah. Especially since I'm pretty sure it has the prison's branding on its back. So weird. Uh Foo Fighters has turned on a lot of taps in this barn. It's all like Well, well, well. Look who decided to show up. Welcome to my Gomja Bar, you dumb shit. Well, well, well. That's a sly Gallivant reference for the Gallivant heads out there. (laughs) You know, I've seen Gallivant. Have you? No, No, I did not think so. But I have seen Gallivant. You, sir, are no (laughs) Gallivant. No, I'm just a base flatterer. So he's like, either way, I'm going to kill you. But would you prefer to run or fight? And uh, Jolene's all like, no response, just step into the water. Yes, well, he's all like, let me ask you, will you jump into the puddle? Or will you try to run? And she steps, again, with great determination into the puddle. And she's like, I've got questions for you too. Who, who, do you know who Whitesnake is? And also, what he, what is his aims and reasons in collecting the discs? Please exposit for me. And uh, this boy, this Foo Fighters, if you will, is like, Well, Whitesnake gave me sentience. <laughs> Well it's a bit contradictory I find unless it's playing coy because earlier it's like I will protect my discs for Whitesnake and now it's like Whitesnake never heard of him. Well I think he, he wants to protect the discs for Whitesnake but not he doesn't know who Whitesnake is. So we'll, we'll, we'll is. get to the sort of true reasoning in a oh, moment. Um, he has no memory. I understand the logic behind an offensive defense oh. and fighting to protect your friends well, I can't relate but it's within reason. <laughs> You know- I have no friends. Like a young Boba Fett on Kamino. <laughs> you know, no one can tell if you're crying on Kamino. In the rain. On the grass. <laughs> Boba was crying. <laughs> um, you know that it's always going to start off as a shit series of, like, back and forths when mm. someone is like, I understand the logic behind your sentence, but... But I disagree. For you see, I am a truly logical collective of plankton. Because at that point, you're just inviting some, like, first-year philosophy student to be like, Well, actually, logic doesn't work that way. Because structurally speaking, you're like, shut up. Jolene goes in for the punchies. uh, But she's also doing a secondary gambit where she is shooting a bit of string around the back. But Foo Fighters detects it and counters both moves. It's all like, you thought I was distracted? These puddles are already part of me. And big tentacles of goo come out and we're like, oh no, we've seen this anime before. Uh, uh, and Jolene is caught up by the goo tents. Yep. Grab, she gets grabbed by a goo fist around her throat, which then grabbed by the regular fist. And uh, all these tendrils start like going into her face flesh. Uh, and they start rolling up her mouth and in her into, eyes. Yeah, it's, it's quite gross. Uh, And he's all like, well, well, well. Maybe I'll wear you as a suit for a little while. And Jolene's all like, huh, I've already won. And then uh, Foo Fathers is like, what? What? This environment you've created by spilling water everywhere. It's led to your defeat. Because you see, you didn't detect me turning the tractor on. Because the water drowned the noise with the tractor. when we were watching this, I jokingly said, huh, because the water drowned out the sound. And, and then, then he like, says that. And then he says that, and I just went, you fucking what? <laughs> Excuse me, what? I guess there's a lot of taps and such on. Maybe it's like, you know when you first turn on a tap of cold water on a hot day, and, it's like, and it makes that screaming noise? Yeah, same. That's what—that's the noise I make in the hot JoJo's World studio. Just a, yeah. You got distracted with killing me, and now you failed. And now our boy Foo Fighter is yeah. like, no! And we see in the distance Hermes already hoofing it with the guard towards the tractor, which is just aimlessly ambling into the, the dry dirt fields mm. of the farm. Uh, so Hermes is like dropping the guard within reach of the uh, the barn and then running towards the tractor. Jolene to stop is it. like, sorry, Foo Fighters is like, no! I am torn between my desire to kill my opponents and protect the precious discs. I got a copy of Age of Empires in... (laughs) I got it out of a Nutrigrain grain box in 1999. And everyone who's listening is like, Shit, so lie! So he immediately is like, Fuck you, Jolene! And legs it out of there. You can't have my precious disc. And he's running along the farmland. And as he does, like with every footstep, he's leaving more of himself behind. Because the farmland is too, uh, too soft. Too absorbent. Too moistureless. And Hermes exposits that as she is also running. And then, like, he's grabbed the back of the tractor, but the tractor is still pulling him along until he's just a tiny little head in the dirt. He's a small puddle of life. Jolene won this battle of wits, says Hermes. And now I'm going to finish it. Yeah, and so she picks up a big clod of dirt to throw at him to finish him in the most dramatic way possible. But then, whippity thwippity. A little a little Spider-Man whip of web... ...forces the dirt out in the wrong direction. And Jolene's there, and Hermes is like, Jolene, are you betraying me? And she's like, no. Haven't you heard about the corn on the cob? What? Because his head looks like a big corn cob. I guess. And he's now in the fields. I'd say it looks more like a chameleon. (laughs) How does it look anything like a chameleon? (laughs) She, it's in a mirror image of Joseph Joestar pouring his blood onto the dying Wamuu's head, showing him mercy. Uh-huh. she rings out the um, the hem of her coat, which is drenched from the swamp, mm-hmm. onto the seemingly dying Foo Fighters to show it mercy and let it survive. And it's like, why are you doing this? And then she's not even talking to him. She's just talking out loud. He wasn't guarding the discs out of loyalty to Whitesnake, just out of self-preservation. You see, Whitesnake only gave it a small piece of the information. He thought we were going to be after its personal discs that give it sapience and ability. But we just want Jotaro discs. Mmm. That makes sense. So, we'll let you live if you guard these discs for us instead. And it's all like, what? And Az is like, it killed five people. <laughs> Joling doesn't really say anything to that. Joling's just like, And it's, we li- it's literally not human. Well, if it's not human, it doesn't understand evil, does it? White Snake's evil. This sounds like... Okay, so we're in a Numenera campaign right now. This sounds Numenera like... Numenera is a sort of far future, but still medieval fantasy. Yeah, it's like a 1000000000 role Role-playing game. A billion years into the future. Regrettably, we are still using the hated rules of Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition. Oh, fucking damn it. <laughs> but uh, the setting Instead is of a, the hated rules of Numenera. Which are worse somehow. But also, I like them. Oh, I hate them. Um, So... It's funny because, like, this sounds like something that my character would say, who is... An idiot. But also, we're all idiots. Yeah. In in any RPG system, we're all fuckheads. And we're all like, no, 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 I can reason my way out of this. It's like, you just killed an entire town. Yes. Yeah, I haven't been able to attend many of these game sessions, but I keep hearing that they're, like, selling babies to butchers for food and things like that. It sounds pretty cooked. Not sure I want to stay involved. No. That's the sort of thing we're doing. We didn't sell the babies to the butcher to be cooked. We sold the corpses of the fishmen <laughs> who, who were, had it coming. <laughs> and then we were thinking about killing the babies. But we didn't kill the babies and send them to Christ. a butcher. It was look, it's, it's been a hell it's of a edge edgelord shit in here. <laughs> so Jolene's all like, now listen here, alright? We'll keep you alive if you work for us now. I only want my father's discs back. Well, will you help us? Yes. You're, you're alright. Yeah, it's literally just like No more killing humans, she says. <laughs> And it's like It reminds uh, me of um Bender falling asleep in Futurama, like, Hey beautiful, you wanna kill all humans? <laughs> uh, and yeah, it's just like, sure, I'll do your bidding. What else? I don't quite understand your feelings, but I no longer feel like fighting. I've lost. Anyway, let's hang out. It's like Then we get a um sorry, you go. Oh, I was gonna say it's like the end of Spoilers. Big spoilers. It's like the end of Nier Automata where the robot is like I'm most the fool and it's getting carried away by um, the lady robot. Which so, end of Nier Automata are you talking about? The the true ending where it's like I just tried to die and now I feel stupid. And then uh, the lady robot's all like that's okay and it's carrying it with this dumb I genuinely alarms. can't remember which robots you're talking about because everyone in that game is a robot. Not the robots that you play as. <laughs> the little, little cubicles. Oh, boys. the little drones. Yeah, the little drones and it's all like I can't believe it. I failed to kill myself. I'm a dumb idiot. And the lady one's all like, it's okay. It's okay. Let's do bullet hell credits. Yeah. No, no. It's after the bullet oh, hell Oh, okay. Credits. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, we get a little, little like, results flash up. Disc obtained. Sunburn. No corpse. Shaved head. No corpse. Blackhead. Bone dry corpse. Atro. Death from explosion. So Atro is dead. And at this point, Nick is like, so Atro is dead? And you were like, yeah, Atro's dead. I was like, but she's in the opening. But then we find out because Jolene and Hermes are pouring over the discs. They find the star platinum disc. Jolene sticks it in her head and then there's big star platinum punching as it rejects her and smashes her into the tractor, but she's fine. Uh, She she hits it real hard, like significant shot there, but she's fine. Yeah, she just gets up. The tractor's fine. This is a um, non-combat situation, so she can't take any true damage. (laughs) That's not how I roll. (laughs) Uh, great I got this disc I can resuscitate my father Jotaro Kujo with it Oh thanks for telling us Your dad's name um, And then Who should appear At the front door Of the barn Yeah so they're distracted They're still looking For the memory disc mm. But then Atro's there And she's like Hey If you jump out that window Do you think I'll die? And I immediately right. Just went No What? Because you no. thought It was going to be her Atro keeps dying power? Yeah I was like No She d- Is she going to keep Resuscitating forever? But she, she looks and acts Very differently Yeah well, she looks basically the same in appearance, but in, in mannerisms, she's acting mm. very differently. But well, she's got different coloured eyes now, doesn't she? Don't think so. Oh, never mind. <laughs> All right, yep. And she's like, come on, it's me. It's Foo Fighters. Just call me FF. And they're like, we don't know if we should Now, call I it. don't know if that's purely a copyright thing. Because I, I know when I read translated manga, they refer to her as FF, but I don't know if that was for like speech mm. bubble economy of space or not. Possibly or it could be like Foo Fighters is the stand ff is her code name yeah, or her nickname yeah well, i had to listen carefully in future episodes mm. i i recovered whatever remained of her and i wore another inmate's bracelet i want to use this body as a host for a while His hands uselessly and it's the hand that the the bracelet exploded oh yeah <laughs> You live in her cell as a prisoner? Sure. I want to protect you. I can read her memories. This is Atro. Her childhood dream was to get kidnapped. But when she grew up, she ended up kidnapping a child. She wasn't after the ransom. She doesn't know why she did it. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Maybe we don't feel so bad about Atro anymore. Atro started off as like, oh, but she's so innocent. And now it's like, she kidnapped a kid. It's like, okay, maybe she has problems. Atro maybe could have used the therapist back in the day. Yeah. Maybe this is all just one massive part of like, you know what would have helped? Preventative action <laughs> and access uh, to health Rather than punitive uh, prison systems, we should be engaging in uh, non-carceral forms of justice and remediation. Well, it depends. If there's a serial killer, maybe lock them up. Lock them up. Lock up Hannibal! Lock up Hannibal! So Atro notices that both their arms are bleeding and we think this is going to be like Ah, we're introducing the healing stand for the part but then she grabs their hands like I can't heal them or anything and then just starts licking her, their blood with her long tongue and they both start beating her up. And they're just like, gross, you fucking perv! And then she falls on the water in a puddle and it's like, ah, delicious water! And snakes her big tongue out and starts licking the ground. Ah, oh, how I yearn for the water! Uh, and then they're like, maybe you should practice doing human things before you come to prison. Like yeah, maybe drinking. try drinking from a cup and, and then, then... She snaps a cup off... Uh, and nearby tap. Which is a, it's attached to with a string and she just snaps it. And then there's a real Junji Ito-esque shot where she's like joyously scraping water from the floor into this cup. Not the tap, that was right there. Uh, and being like, drinking from a cup is nothing. Easy peasy. And then she drinks from the cup of all the floor water. And uh, both... Uh, Jojo and Hermes are like, gross. Yeah. Just gross. Hey, I wanted to ask you about Whitesnake. Does he come to the shed often? Nah, not really. You see, these are all the stand discs that uh, reject people. Uh, so you can't really use them. Mm, uh, that's you have why to be compatible to get another stand. Yeah. So he probably keeps his important discs, like your father's memory disc, somewhere else. And Jolene's like, that son of a bitch. <sighs> Well, can you hang on to uh, my dad's disc for a while, FF? Sure, I'll just make my boobs bigger for a bit and slip it into the flesh. What a handy ability. God. <laughs> sure. Yep. Um, and <laughs> s- let's let's not dwell any deeper into that one. <laughs> so then Jolene's all like, all right, keep your hands up. The police are on their way. Yeah, so that Hermes and Jolene already have their hands up and she's like, hey, Foo Fighters, put your hands up or they'll shoot you. Uh, And they come up with a cover story of like, yep, the guard, we saved him. There was a crocodile. We don't know what happened to it. Well, I mean, crucially, they didn't save him. He is dead. (laughs) Uh, Fair. (laughs) They recovered his body. (laughs) (laughs) But they do say we saved him. Uh, And we don't know what happened to anyone else, they say. Eaten by a crocodile, probably. And uh, it's sunset. Uh, The tap is fucked. (laughs) A mysterious figure, Whitesnake, is in the shed being like, but Jolene was just meant to be the bait to attract Jotaro. Why is she so good at being a JoJo's Bizarre Adventure protagonist? She was only sixteen. They've taken my precious discs, my precious antique discs. <laughs> my copy of Majesty, the Fantasy Kingdom Sim. <gasps> my copy of Deus Ex. <gasps> my copy of Dai Katana. Sure. My copy of Shenmue. My copy of Sim City Three Thousand. Unlimited. Of sim Ant. My copy of Star Wars Episode One Pod Racer. A copy of Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace tie-in video game, where you could play as Obi Wan Kenobi, Qui Gon Jinn, Padme Amidala, and Captain Tanaka. My copy of uh, Star Wars Episode One Jedi Power Battles. Is that what it's called? That rings a vague bell. Where you play as Qui Gon, Obi Wan, Mace Windu. Uh oh, we love sla- Mace Windu The the guy that's like the, the masky boy yellow one. Ah, uh, Plo Kloon Plo Kloon Uh you play as <laughs> one of the twin. And uh there was someone else. And also unlockable. I believe, Darth Maul. Wow, we love Darth Maul. Yeah. Our favourite cast member of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. My <laughs> copy of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. Uh, what about Pro Skater 2, where you can unlock Spider-Man? Uh, so he's looking at the headshots of Jolene, Hermes and Etro that he's brought with him for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> well, he knows who they are now. Could the surviving inmates have taken my discs? was it Jolene? And, and then a-, a guard is like, hey, you got to leave soon, man. Yeah, you got to leave soon. Father Poochie. <gasps> <gasps> Father Poochie Oh and he picks up the little finger that has some Foo Fighter goo left in it. He's all like hmm. interesting. So he uh he... Are you that worried about the missing inmates, Father Poochie? You're such a good person. He slowly arises, he's like, Yes, I am, Mister Guard. I will be staying here until I give the sacrament on Sunday. I don't know if he means the barn or the prison. <laughs> uh and then we get a nice to be continued Nick, shot. Let's talk about this guy's face. He's old. Yep, he's old. Ah, uh, he's a he's a african-american by the look of him he looks very cool he's got uh a strand of hair that connects his uh a shaved in like swoosh of his hair to his eyebrows and then one that connects uh the hair just above his ears to his jawline wait where's that one i see i thought those were birthmarks or something those no, are that's, hair that is absolutely hair so he a looks real like, classic priest haircut. yeah he looks like vision from uh the mcu yes the I was saying he it's kind of robotic, but yeah. you're absolutely right there. Yeah, So uh he he has that weird partitioned face, mm. you know? That and he's just beautiful. For. Oh, we all want it, you know. Nick, um we can't talk too much about Father Pucci right now. But because he was I think I'm sure you can imagine he's a significant character in mm, this story. Indeed. He was introduced when uh Jodoro Kujo was losing uh Losing views on Jotaro's Bizarre Adventure. So they introduced Father Poochie <laughs> yeah, yeah, to yeah. kind of bring it back to <laughs> the radical The radical preacher. Yeah. Uh, and soon everyone will hate Father Poochie and they'll bring back classic old Jotaro Kujo. Whenever Father Poochie isn't around, everyone should be asking, where's Father Poochie? <laughs> Nick, um, I'm so delighted to share with you um, from the JoJo Wiki. Don't. Uh, I think this comes up in the future, but Don't I want to share it with my you now. Don't raise my hoops up. Don't raise um, my hoops up. Some key details about his profile. Okay. Age 39. He's only 39. Zodiac sign Gemini. Oh. Chinese zodiac Rat. Nice. Uh, he's Italian American. Italian American. Catholic. Ah. Uh And his hobby mm-hmm. is counting prime numbers when <gasps> in stress. Oh, I wonder how high he can go. <laughs> I would love to learn how to do that as well. That would be amazing. One, two, three. Yep. Five. Yep. Seven. Correct. Eleven. Well, hang on. I think you missed one there, buddy. do I don't think I did. I think you did. What did I miss? You went five, seven, eleven. Yep. Nine is not a prime number. Three, six, nine. Go on. <laughs> eleven. No. Nope. Moment's gone. Damn it. You got me doing a math thing and you ruined it. You were right at 13. Watched Friday the 13th last night. (laughs) Yeah, with the first one? Yeah, the first one. What'd you think? I thought it was really good. I thought it was like a very, very good slasher, thriller, horror kind of thing. Mm -hmm. With with Mrs. Voorhees. Mrs. Voorhees, who's all like... Voorhees, as they say. Kill them all, mummy. I think I will. And it's like, oh god. Uh, But I missed that Friday the 13th video game. Yeah, I didn't realise the last bit in the film happened, though. Oh, where it's like, Jason! Yeah, it's like, she's in the in the lake and she's like, oh, the police are here. And then he just, shunk, and just drags her under. There was a Jason after all. And it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. And the second one, wait, are you going to watch all of these? Yeah, I'm going to watch yeah, all you of do, them. You're on horror movie kicks, don't you? Oh, yeah. So Have you seen any of them before? No. Then I shan't share. I also haven't seen them, but I have listened to uh, In Voorhees We Trust with Ghoulie and Rust. <laughs> hey podcast do you listen to all of them because every time i talk to you about anything you're like oh i've heard a podcast about this i'm like how it's all i do nick my god but you play elden ring more podcast than man (laughs) you're literally vibrating at the seams with podcasts um that's the end of the episode nick Hmm. highlights and lowlights highlights and lowlights highlights and lowlights got my highlight cocked and ready to go go on then my highlight is hermes Smashing a corpse, two corpses together into a water creature to explode it. It was pretty yeah, good. It was cool. It looked really good. Mm. Good visual effects. And then she kicks it in half because it's weakened with her human foot. It's a good bit. Yeah. It's a solid like... You'd think with a power that is put sticker on thing to duplicate it, they would struggle to come up with combat uses. They, quote unquote. Yep, they. <laughs> the unknown people who create Jojo's Bizarre Adventure or who document the real events it's based on. <gasps> uh... But they do a good job. Mm. It's one of those oh zippers aren't going to be a very exciting power sort of things. And then out of fucking nowhere you're like, what the fuck? This guy rules. Um, my highlight, and this might shock you, is uh Jolene's pose as she opens the barn door. It was a door. good highlight. Just that in of itself I'm like, we're in JoJo's baby. We're in low lights. My low light is um, watching the bodies not not Jolene's bit, because I was like, oh, wow, this, and now I get what's going on. But watching the bodies with the goop come out of them. Oh, I thought that was really cool. As they dehydrate and then one of them like, splits open. And their, like, chins, like, droop as oh, the yeah. connective tissue starts to fail. Oh, yeah, but it's literally one of my greatest fears that that will happen to me nah, one day. Ah, I see. And I'm like, oh, God, like, that that some weird parasite will eat my flesh and I'll become all droopy and dead. Like, age. Sure. Yeah. My low light... um I hate being reminded that I'm getting older. It's a good episode. It's hard to pick, I think. Mm. But I think... I feel like the characterization of Foo Fighters changes pretty abruptly between being in Etro and not. Mm. I feel like they could have made that bit of more of an organic transition. Yeah. I do like that she just shows up, but... Hey, guys. Yeah. You're like, who the fuck? Why oh, can't you tell? It's me. It's oh. me. <laughs> it's me, Atro. Atro? Atro! Atro! <laughs> I've got a power. I keep dying. <laughs> I would, uh, God, I would have actually genuinely loved if that happened. But, so, yeah. Nick. Oh boy. They've recovered the Star Platinum disc and made a new friend who appears in the opening along the way. Foo Fighters. Who is Atro, but not Atro. Yeah, but is Atro. And uh, we, but not they, have had a <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sneaky peeky at Farzapucci, a, a s- seeming villain. Hello, my name is Father Pucci. Um, Nick, before I do ask you this quick question, I want to take a quick division in the middle of the recap that leads into the next time on question. Okay. To quickly talk about Father Pucci's namesakes, which I forgot to do. Okay. Uh, These are, of course, Emilio Pucci, the Italian fashion designer. Oh, that's bad. Uh, He and his eponymous company are synonymous with geometric prints in a kaleidoscope of colours. Okay, that's better. Yep. Born 1914, Italy. (sighs) Died. 1992, Italy. <laughs> a lot of significant things happened in Italy in that period. <laughs> but none of it affected him. Look, he was in World War II in the Italian Air Force. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, he fought in the fascist army, but you can't really hold that against someone. Yeah, Italy didn't Because they really were have in the us. country they were in. Yeah, Italy was not in a good way. They were like, e pasta!" And Germany was like, fight for us. And like, but pasta? I do love that literally throughout World War II, they're like, hey, listen. You can have your fucking war that's going on, but honestly, we just care about our past I don't okay? think that's true, Nick. I think that uh, Italy is the birthplace of the term fascism. <laughs> yes. But who led the war, William? Nick, there was no controversies or anti-Semitic incidents or anything like that subheading on this Wikipedia page. However, there is a political career page because uh, he briefly contested The Florence Pistoia District for the Italian Liberal Party in 1963 coming second on the slate. Okay. And seceding Fossombroni in the Italian Chamber of Deputies in August of that year. Hmm. But not really any uh, any info on his uh, political stances. He was a questionably Nazi fellow. Oh, hang on. He then attempted to flee to Switzerland himself but was arrested and transported to San Vittore prison in Milan where he was tortured by the Gestapo in a futile attempt to extract information. So... Tell us your secrets. uh, Okay. All right. I use triangles a lot. We can respect someone who tries to defect from a fascist army. Yeah, that's a... You know what? It's a shame that the Jojo's villain is based off such a cool dude. But there is also the other half, Enrico Caveri, according to the... uh, What? The... Wikipedia, the Jojopedia article. Okay. Another Italian fashion designer who has a much shorter Wikipedia article. He was a Nazi? <laughs> and that's all we know. No, because he was born in 1952. So oh. he clearly missed that. He missed it? Yeah. Ah, uh, you know, those are the golden years. Sequins are to Cavalli what chains are to Chanel. Okay, you really have to dumb that down for me. Nah, let's move on. Chains There's not a lot to, to say about this guy. I think it's a bit of a reach. Oh, okay, all right. So, Nick, as I was saying, they've recovered the disc. They've made a friend. Mm -hmm. What will happen next time on JoJo's Bizarre Adventure? Season part six, episode nine. Entitled, Marilyn Manson, the Debt Collector. Oh my god. Is this the thing that you were excited about to tell me? No. Mm. This is an episode I'm excited for, but I've not been excited to tell you about it. Oh, okay. Um, well... (laughs) Obviously, the villain will have a rib removed. Uh, okay. <laughs> so that they can S their own D. Exactly. Um, Ouroboros, the snake that had a rib removed so it can eat its own tail. My God, he's eating himself from the dick up. Oh my God. Uh, okay, so, so they have the disc. Marilyn Manson is going to be another crony of White Snake. Good guess, I think. Obviously. But I don't think he's going to be his own, like, unique stand thing, like. You know, atro slash FF. Sure. It's more of, a, more of a classic, um, yeah, person stand, stand and user. Yeah. Is Marilyn Manson the stand or the person? Um, hang on. What was the. Remember, most people we've met so far have been named after fashion designers. Yeah, so I'm thinking, because Marilyn Manson makes sense to be in the name of the stand, but then who's the user? Hmm. There's just no way to know. What if it's the cafeteria lady? Ooh, a nemesis we've been waiting to see yeah. get their comeuppance reckon for giving us inadequate supplies of milk and bananas. <laughs> I reckon maybe it'll be a staff member because we've had uh, inmates already. Sure, Well, and if Father Pucci is on good terms with the staff, exactly, that gives him access to implant them with stand discs. It's either that or a very, very vulnerable prisoner who doesn't want to do what they have to do but they're gonna have to do it anyway because Father Pucci helped them and they owe him a debt. Ah. Right? Like that that kind of, um, that kind of like, oh, you know. He's been so good to me. I, I must do him this favor. Exactly. You know, look what they did to my beautiful boy and uh, so on and so forth. <laughs> sure. Uh, so Father Pucci will be all like, all right, listen, you gotta do this thing for me. You gotta go, you gotta murder Jolene, get her out of the way. I'm gonna go deal with this whole Jotaro thing. And this will help me get into heaven, Father? Sure. <laughs> Uh, but we're not going to learn about the secret yet. The the Jotaro secret that Jolene has alluded to. What are you talking about? You know how they were like, okay, so Jotaro's stand is here, but Jotaro's memories aren't. Oh, and, so fa- th- okay, and Father Pucci wants the memory disc for something on yeah, that. But right. we don't know what the secret is that Jotaro holds. No, Ooh. we're not going to learn about that yet, you say. Mm, I don't think next one, no. Okay. I think we're too early in the What arc. do you think of the nature of the Marilyn Manson is? Obviously, um, weird. High profile sexual assault musician. Wait, is he? Yep. Damn. God damn. What a shame. Um, hmm. I wonder, I wonder, I wonder. Maybe the debt collector, Marilyn Manson. (laughs) Well, I reckon it might- Coming at you live from his Marilyn mansion. Ugh. I don't want to be in that mansion. (laughs) Uh, it might have something to do with like, um, like a hidden- Ability this time around? Because we've had it's in the water, like swamp thing. We've had um when you say hidden ability, do you mean something like rock, paper, scissors kid where you don't realize you're getting into a stand thing until it's too late? Yes, exactly. Which one was rock, paper, scissors kid? <laughs> that was the kid with rock, paper, scissors. Yeah, but what was he just like you have to do rock paper scissors? Like what? hey Rohan Kashibe, I wanna play rock, paper, oh, scissors yeah, with yeah, you. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that, but more subtle this time, instead <laughs> of walking up to someone and be like, hey, rock, paper, scissors? And then you could just say no. Maybe it's like, hey, I can put my stuff in food, but the food has to do this or something like that. Where does the debt collecting come in? Uh, no, no, the debt is is for Father Pucci. Oh, okay, right. Father Pucci is yeah, setting Father up. Father Pucci debt. is collecting the debt. Exactly. He's the one who's all like, do this thing for me, and then they're and, all like, and uh, our debt is settled. Yeah. 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 And then and he because he's Italian American, he's eating like a big pastrami sandwich. <laughs> Now you listen to me. Oh, it's good stuff. Bring me these That's sandwiches. disgusting noise I've ever heard you make. <laughs> bring me more sandwiches. We have settled. <laughs> yeah, I guess Father Pucci would have, in if they continued doing the good style of Jojo dubbing, he would have, like, a Marlon Brando voice. You do this thing for me, I bring you a sandwich. I don't know why. Okay. I got... I, I i to put some cotton balls in my mouth to do the voice. When mm. you come back mm. to my family, we've got to get the discs. And That wasn't bad. No, it was pretty bad. Yeah. I wasn't happy with it. Yeah, okay, fair enough. <laughs> I mean, I'm bad at accents at the best of times, as we know, but... I'm flawless at accents. Anyway, let's wrap it up. We're going going low anyway, when it's hot. Probably a debt. Probably some kind of thing that's more subtle this time around. So you don't know you're in it until you're in it. Sure. Great. Yeah. Like awesome. prison. Yep, that's how it goes. (laughs) Anyway, this has been JoJo's World, our Stranger of Paradise discussion podcast. If you would like to support us, you can go to patreon.com slash jojo's world. Our theme song continues to be the Rose Vibe by Milk Juice. Because I have no time to be creative with my life. Hooray! Yay! (laughs) And until next time, To to Be be continued. Continued.